0: Hello, and welcome to 5 Minutes in Martial Arts History. Today we remember Lee Jun Fan, better known in the West as Bruce Lee. Born in San Francisco in 1940, his father, Lee Hoi Chuen, was in the United States on tour as a Chinese opera star. They moved back to Hong Kong in 1941, where Bruce Lee was raised and performed as a child actor. He appeared in 20 films, even co-starring with his father in one. After some involvement in street fights at the age of 16, he decided to enroll in a martial arts school to improve his street fighting, that of the now famous Ip Man who taught Wing Chun. Li trained for a year, but unfortunately Bruce got an early experience with racism when most of the other Wing Chun students refused to train with him due to his white ancestry. His mother was half Chinese and half Caucasian. Ip Man, to his credit, continued to teach Bruce Lee privately. Lee returned to America in 1959, attending the University of Washington and opening a martial arts school. Ironically, the Chinese community back in the U.S. gave Bruce a hard time for teaching non-Chinese students. After marrying Linda Emery and the birth of their first child, Brandon, they moved to Los Angeles in 1966 to pursue Lee's acting career. Unfortunately, Lee got another taste of racism while in Hollywood, where his roles were limited this time due to his Chinese ancestry. Returning to Hong Kong, he finally found success in the burgeoning kung fu film world, and in 1973, his best-known film, Enter the Dragon, was released. Sadly, Bruce Lee collapsed on May 10th during a dubbing session for Enter the Dragon, and as he was experiencing seizures and headaches, was taken to a nearby hospital where what he had experienced was diagnosed as cerebral edema, which is caused by an accumulation of fluid in the brain. Lee was able to return to relatively normal function for a short time, until he experienced the same symptoms and died of another brain edema on July 20th, before Enter the Dragon's release. Immediately after his death, and in the decades since, there have been a lot of rumors conspiracy theories, and a general lack of consensus as to what exactly caused Bruce Lee to die. There were even a few fake bombs planted around Hong Kong with messages like, Revenge for Bruce Lee. While the medical reason for Lee's death was clear, brain edema, what caused it was another matter, and with the bomb threats, the British government in Hong Kong launched a full-scale investigation into his death. Unfortunately, none of the experts at the time could agree on what caused the brain edema. In Matthew Polly's recent book, Bruce Lee, A Life, a new theory concerning heatstroke has been put forward. Lee never got to see the incredible impact his film and his work had on martial arts around the world. There is a certain irony, and I must admit, I feel a poignant sadness that his fame outside of Chinese cinema came only after his death. To this day, even non-martial artists know his name, and he opened doors for the martial arts across the world. Both in his challenge to the Chinese martial arts' own insular racism and the racism experienced in the rest of the world, his unique approach to the martial arts, too, could be said to have been an early precursor to what has come to be known as mixed martial arts. From what we know, in addition to Wing Chun, Li trained in Wu Tai tai Chi Chuan, Li Fut, Western boxing, fencing, and Judo, among others. And I have to wonder what he could have accomplished had he lived longer. To that end, I'd like to share two of my favorite quotes from Lee. The first is I'm not in this world to live up to your expectations, and you're not in this world to live up to mine. Lee, as mentioned, experienced a lot of different pressures and expectations throughout his short life, and I can only imagine how much more insight we would have into that if he were still with us today. The second quote is one you've probably heard before, but succinctly captures the essence of training for any martial artist practicing any style. Adapt what is useful, reject what is useless, and add what is specifically your own. The one warning I would add to this is that our ability to discern what is useful and what is useless is the primary limiting factor on making sound and honest determinations about what is useful or useless. We should be careful that our pride or lack of knowledge lead us to rejecting the useful or not recognizing the useless. If you're interested in learning more about Bruce Lee and his story, I'd recommend checking out Matthew Polly's biography titled Bruce Lee, A Life. This has been 5 Minutes in Martial Arts History. Thank you.